Welcome to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. Now let's begin. Hello, podcast listener, and welcome to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. I'm your week, your host this week. I'm your week. I'm your host. This week. Uh, my name is Chris Lockhart, and joining me on the line, I have two of my co-hosts in crime. First up, we have Kevin Decent, and Kevin, uh, how you doing um, uh, post COVID? I'm assuming you're 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 good now. I'm I'm better. I'm not completely clear yet. Oh, okay. Um, for I don't know how it is for Canada, but for in the states right now, I was told I need to be 24 hours without symptoms, without medicine. Oh, okay. So I can't just dope myself up. Yeah. And say I'm without symptoms. Yeah. So the problem that that that's doing though is I'll not take medicine for a while to make sure it's totally out of my system. See how I'm doing. Feel like crap. Then I, you know, I'll update work, and then I take a bunch of medicine to feel better, mm-hmm. and then I have to go off. You know, it's like I'm cycling steroids or something. Yeah. So, um, I'm I'm as of this recording, I'm out tomorrow already. I'll pro- what I'm thinking right now is I'll probably call off Friday too. I'll just dope myself up for the weekend, and then Sunday I could get a good read after you know, actually mm-hmm. treating myself for a while. Yeah. And I and I think once I'm able to really do that, I could be okay for Monday. Oh, no. But okay. it, it was just, like, lingering because I'll feel great, and then I gotta take, you know, I gotta get the medicine down my system, and I'll just be coughing horribly as I change positions. I got all situated before we recorded, <laughs> so I wouldn't have to move too much. And... Uh, this is my first bout with it. I, I stayed away, you know, for almost two and a half years. Yep. But the fatigue is horrible. Mm. I had one day where I got out of bed, I yep. went to the bathroom, and I had to lay down on the couch. Oh, wow. I'm like, that's ridiculous. And then just, you know, like up and down stairs one day was more than I could do. I'm like, I can't do physical work right now. Yep. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely better than I was, but I feel like I need a little bit more of this to, you know, burn through me before yeah. I can actual do real actual work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But sorry to hear that. Um, but glad you're getting better. Um, yeah. I had my fourth COVID shot yesterday. Um, and I'm doing okay. Like, you know, my arm's a little sore, but 
I barely felt the needle this time, but my wife, her, her arm is really sore today. Uh, so I've been hearing about that a lot today, but, uh, because I was the one that scheduled it, so, you know. Was it, uh, was it given by the same person? Yes, it was, actually. But the last time okay. I actually had a, like, I felt it last time, and I actually got a little bit of nausea and a headache and stuff, and a fever, um, from it on the third dose, and my wife had nothing, so, yeah, it, I guess it's my turn to, to be free and clear. Um, and last but not least, we have Lillian Knelson on the line with us. How's it going, Lillian? We are doing well. We are. Excellent, We're excellent. A little brain dead. You know those days where you just, you're kind of at work, but you're sitting there, and it feels like you're you're not there but you're there and you're trying to fake the fact that you're actually working but really you're just not there yep that happens that definitely happens to me um and uh we were just before we started recording we were talking about the fact that uh, ragnar won't be with us uh this week because uh, he's super busy with convention season and hopefully you know, convention season lasts till the end of September, so I can go to my Comic-Con and Lillian can go to hers, and, uh, you know, hopefully we can get... All is right with the world. Yeah. But, uh, all right, well, for this episode of Pop Culture Pub, we got a new franchise topic, and I'm calling it the Pop Culture Genie. Um, so we have a Pop Culture Genie that looks like 80s Jennifer Connelly. Uh, with blue skin, and she'll grant us three wishes. Uh, why Jennifer Connelly from the 80s? Because that was my 80s crush. And, you know, I was thinking, like, you know, like when I came up with this topic, like, um, who would I want to be my genie? Uh, definitely not Will Smith. Um, you know, I, so, you know, Robin Williams, like, he would have been an amazing genie, but unfortunately he's not with us anymore. Um, but I figured, you know, let's go with a, with a, a female genie, you know, and, uh, you know, Jennifer, I, I, I don't know, I think I just saw a picture of Jennifer Connelly on my, on my, on my Facebook and was like, yep, she can be our genie. So that's what she looks like. If, if you have to picture her in your mind, that's what she looks like. Uh, but her powers are limited to granting changes within pop culture. Her powers cannot affect changes to ourselves or the, using air quotes, real world. Only pop culture. So, for example, she could uncancel un TV shows, bring back forgotten food items, recast a movie, create something you've always wanted to see, etc. Um, but you only get three wishes. And like I said, this is a franchise topic. So we will be revisiting this topic again uh, later on. So, uh, let's go. We each get three wishes. And uh, let, let's see where this takes us. Uh, Kevin, what's uh, your first wish? Alright, so... Yeah, I, I'm making sure of the rules here, that, that it falls into the rules. Um, now, you might be mentioning it later, but we have all of the uh, 
Marvel movie announcements that happened. Yep. Oh yeah, we're definitely so, going to be talking about that in in our Geek Fallout episode for sure. Yep. So we're going all the way to 2025 for that. We got all sorts of good, exciting stuff coming. Um, and we we're just talking about COVID and uh, you know, monkeypox is coming too, and all this stuff. Yep. But there's there's unfortunately people that aren't going to be able to see Secret Wars because whatever's going to happen in their life between now and 2025, you know? Mm -hmm. So what if the genie can grant anyone um, almost like a like a make-a-wish thing? If you're going to pass, the genie can speed up time, allowing you to show the movies so you know how the story ends before you go. Okay. The genie can time travel, you know, whatever your franchise is, Marvel, Star Wars, you know, Star Trek, DC, whatever. The genie can bend time, bring you the movies, the TV shows, so you can see them before you go, and then they go right back to their timeline, so, no, you know, no one else gets to see them early. Okay, so a couple questions I have. Um, yeah. the, so this you say this is like Make-A-Wish... Is it just for people with terminal illnesses, like, currently? Yes. If you're going to die and not, like, let's say someone's going to die next year and they really wanted to be able to watch all of Phase 6. Okay, so... Phase 6 can be brought to them so they can watch it before death. Okay, so they have to know they're going to die. Yes. Um, it couldn't be, like, Somehow, you know... Somehow in the genie's powers, the genie would know they're going to die. So someone can't just make it up. Okay, but what if... And it has to be an illness. Like, it couldn't be like he got hit by a bus tomorrow just walking out into the street. Right, because in theory, it would be... Um, the, ge the genie I, would be revealing that you are, you are about to die. Right, right. And, and okay. you would need to have the time... To, you would have to have the time to do it still, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. That would that. That's an excellent one. I. I. I'm totally on board with that one. Um. I know. You know, like there's certain pop culture properties, like over the years, when I'm like, man, I wish, I really hope I get to see this. You know, with you know, because you never know. Like we we never know when our time's up, right? And you know, like Avengers Endgame was one of those for me. Like I, ha you know. I didn't want to, you know, pass away before that movie came out. Or, you know, the end of the prequel trilogy, because I was pretty invested in that. And then, you know, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, I was pretty invested. Um, so, yeah, no, that, that that's definitely a, a, a good wish, for sure. Um, I should have I had a sound effect for, a wish, <laughs> for Wish Granted, but wit, your wish no, like is granted. Genie uh, twinkling her nose. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta think of something with it. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, Lillian, your first wish. Okay. So this is a this is a weird one, but this is purely selfish. Um, <laughs> I, I I thought of it like a blanket thing as well because I realized, ouch, creaky, that I was thinking too small. So I would ask the genie to allow me to like this is like an, this is an ex, 
intense sort of like thing where I started thinking immediately my brain went to you know when you have a book that you love and they turn it into a movie and then they Mm -hmm. like rewrite it into something stupid yep like the honestly one of my one of my I love Stephen King his book The Mist is one of my favorites the movie gave me nightmares for two months because of what they did at the end and it made me so mad and the only way I could stop having nightmares because I had to tell myself that it was canon that it never happened like it did in the movie (laughs) and so I would like to have the ability to rewrite or to to make sure or to go back or to, to make sure any movie that was made from a book it didn't have to include all of the book but it could not deviate from the strict canon of said book Mm. Uh, which then eliminates a whole bunch of really bad movies out there where they decided to screw with the book and there you go and I'm like look I'm doing a service to mankind I don't have to have nightmares and I also get to have all these wonderful movies that could have been amazing where they decided to like change something and I'm not talking like gender it doesn't matter if the boy's a girl the girl's a boy or if they end up recasting that I'm talking about like core issues in the book that they just completely ignored Excellent. Yep, that that is definitely a good one. Especially if it's yeah interferes with the canon. That that drives me nuts. Um, and that's just it's something where it would be. It's like you. They obviously the screenwriters never read the book, or they just didn't care enough about the fans. Yeah. But um, it's just yeah. Uh, I worked at a bookstore years ago. There's at one end of the mall and there was a movie theater at the other end of the mall. And there were kids coming in crying to their parents. Like, the kids had a uh, had big movie day and parents were shopping and, you know, said, meet me at the bookstore. I don't know, something like that. There were kids that came in crying, going, why did they ruin my favorite book? Yeah. And they had just seen Aragon. Oh, did you know they're making a new TV series? Yep, on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. I, I had seen it's funny, because know you mentioned that and immediately my brain goes that's not that's on the list of things that could have been amazing but they totally like or, or maybe if i could ask the genie to make it mandatory like going back in time we can do some time travel-y stuff that any screenwriter who turns a book into a movie has to be a fan of the movie or the book has to be a fan of the book that's fair because no fan would ever screw it up like that yeah definitely or i i would i would maybe throw in there like it has to be approved by the writer. Yes. Like, like if they can justify cutting it to the author of, of the material, then, as if he, like, say, if Stephen King said, actually, I, you know, I preferred the ending of the movie, The Mist, they'd be like, okay, well, you know. But well, that's just because I think of Rodgers and Hammerstein that when they remade. Um, the king and i in the cartoon format and destroyed it so badly the estate of rogers and hammerstein said they would never allow their content to be used again that ruined it for everybody mm-hmm. so no you are not allowed to break things for people so that's my first wish is, is whichever way we decide to go with the genie we can nail out the details but my first wish is to never destroy a book again in movie form But then I got thinking about... I was just thinking. What about, like, Planet of the Apes? Because, like, in my opinion, the Charlton Heston movie is a 
absolute classic. But it, actually, if like it, if you go to uh, the the original French novel by Pierre Boulle, it was a lot different. It's, you know, and I don't think in a good way. Because cause they really People have to have a tribunal for that. Yeah, because <laughs> they really had to change a lot. Because like in in the book, uh, he like he you know the astronaut ends up on a on a planet. I don't think it's Earth though. I think that that whole reveal was uh, something that Rod Serling put in. Um, but it you know they were more technical. Basically, it was like twentieth century. Uh, a 20th century world where you know apes are flying helicopters and planes and stuff like that, um, but instead of humans, it's it's apes, uh, and it was it was just going to be too costly for them to do that, so they had to make them a more primitive society for the movie. See, that I can forgive. It's different if it's a cost thing. Like like if you couldn't do it because you couldn't afford to do it, I think yeah. that's I think the intent is different. So. I think there would be a great genie line there where it comes to the intent of the filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Your wish is granted. Woohoo! All right. So, um, the first wish for me, and this is uh, I, this is a strange one, but bear with me. I, I don't know. Maybe it's not strange. I don't know. But I would... Uh, Redcon, um, Green Goblin, um, and make him comic book accurate for the Spider-Man movies. Like I, 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 some you know I love Willem Dafoe. Uh, he's a perfect Norman Osborn in my opinion. Uh, but you know, like the Power Rangers esque suit always bugged me. Um. And I understand, you know, like the, you know, like in the movie, they, you know, it, it's supposed to be like a test suit, and and then he just creates the mask for it, but it it never seemed right, you know. Um, but then when they did the, the you know, uh, far, uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, and they brought him back, and they basically, you know, he was in that costume for most of the movie, like he was just wearing a hoodie. But he was still menacing and everything. I'm like, yes, there, bam. You know, that proves that you didn't need, like, this suit. Like, it, it could have been just him in a hoodie wearing, like, a, a, a mask he picked up at a, you know, at a store or something. A cosplay store. Um, and that would have been just as menacing. Like, I, I you know, it, like, I, I kind of look past it, and, and I'm okay with it now. Um... But I just wish the Green Goblin was like his suit was more comic book accurate for the movies. But uh, Kev, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I agree. I like how he looks in um, No Way Home. Far, far, far from home. Far, far or no, maybe it's maybe it's No Way Home. I can't remember. Anyway, third one. Yeah. Um, I like how he looked. Just you know uh, rags and and parts of the original suit but this new look too yeah really yeah. end up digging it um and you got the the big problem there with the very first spider-man movie toby mcguire one 
you have your two main characters talking for 10 minutes on the roof and they're both wearing masks that completely cover their face and their mouths. Yeah. Like, where's the emotion? Where's whatever for it? And, I mean, you had, like, uh, McFarlane come along and an artist shortly after him to put some emotion into Spider-Man's eyes. Yep. Oh, well, you know, the mask couldn't do that. And even if it's lenses, they couldn't do that. Uh, hey, it's comics. Like, just enjoy the ride. Yep. Have fun. Doesn't really matter. You could have Goblin. I mean, granted, the Harry Osborn, the, the look that he had worked well. You could have, like, a prosthetic mask and pretend that it's a mask he pulls on and off and really it's, you know, makeup on him so he can talk and emote and, yep. you know, do things and have mannerisms and act you know like it you could easily do it especially now and I think part of it is the uh, not only the limitations at the time when we originally got these but the trust that was involved too like now you look at the comics accurate stuff that we're getting and it's beautiful and they're amazing but I mean all this stuff is just really 20 years ago when there was no faith and, oh, well, we can't have it look superhero-y. That's stupid. Let's yep. do this other stuff that isn't really much better. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the, the X-Men uniforms are a prime example. Yeah, and, and at the time we're like, okay, that looks cool, but you know what? If I could see, like, a splash of yellow in those costumes, it would have looked even cooler. Yeah, exactly. You know? and, and then you had to have the Grant Morrison run, which I do like, but... You know, here he is doing your jumpsuit, um, you know, black jumpsuit X Men as well. Yeah. Now, 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 wrinkle to this though. To go back to Lillian's wish. If does a comic change count as a book that is changed for the movie? Yes. <laughs> In a heartbeat, yes. I mean, comics to me are as much. They have a writer. They have an like. They have an author. They they, they are. Yes, they may be graphic, but in many ways, those of us who grew up with comics, we fell in love with those characters in a deeper, I think, way than sometimes a, a, a novel does, like a written novel. And so because you have a physical representation of them on the page, so when you see them in the screen, so wrong. I think it's an extra level of hurt. Yeah. Does this, does this mean we don't get Riverdale? Please, we don't talk about that. Like, I saw a clip the other day, and I just wanted to chuck something, but I love my screen too much. Like, the, when that, I could, you know what, we need to do an entire just, you know, this winter, we just need to do an entire just breakdown of how bad Rivergale is. Like, ah! did Did I tell you last time there was a video up that was, is this the plot of Riverdale or an X-Men comic? Pretty much. Like, you know, comics, you can get away with some crazy things, and if you did a whole, like, map of all the storylines, how they intercross, or who's related, or who's dated who, or who's kissed who, like, it gets insane. It's like a soap opera. But at the same time, for some reason, it's a level of Hmm. All right, well... It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> well, as far as, as far as my wish goes, I'm going to say it's granted. <laughs> oh, but... His? No. I, I get to nose wiggle and, and tilt my head and be like, No, I, I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm in good with the genie, so, um, I'm, I'm her, I'm her uh, avatar, as it were. Um, oh, you, 
you bond hair to each other? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, all right, Kevin. Uh, number your second wish. What what is your second okay. wish for the genie? Second wish is to have a genie that can find the lost things. Now I mean this selfishly and for all. Selfishly for little things like, hey, whatever happened to that GI Joe I had when I was a kid? And the genie could magically find it. You know, did it yep. get thrown out? Did it, you know, uh, fall you in between? Answer, like your mother hid it in the garbage can when you were in school. You were six. Lily, do you know the garbage story? No. <laughs> okay. So, my parents were split up from uh, me being a young age. I was in first grade. Um, so, they were split up, lived with my mom. My dad was in the military. Um, so, you know, he's all over the world. And when he had leave, he would come see us. But then he's trying to cram, you know, let's say a year's worth of being a dad into the week that he's there. So let's do all the highs and all the lows. You know, let's have all the fun and all the discipline at the same time. So one of the things is he saw my brother and I's room, and we just had our toys everywhere. Like, we, we didn't put stuff away. We didn't clean. It's a mess. You know, we were just kids. And he decides he's going to teach us a lesson by bagging up all the toys and setting them into the garage and then he would bring them back inside once we learned our lesson. Okay. Well, his story, which I believed until like a year ago when I actually sat down and thought about it, was that the garbage man saw the bags in the garage and walked up the driveway to retrieve them and threw them out. Hmm. Now, oh, dear Lord. I don't know how the trash collection is in Canada. But I can't think of a single garbage man that would take the initiative if it was not on the corner or on the sidewalk or on the curb or wherever you set your trash would take the initiative to walk up a driveway and grab more stuff. No, actually. If you don't have your bin correctly on the road or if it's not closed or if it's too full, they leave a sticky note on it and say, too bad I'm not taking Yep, and especially, like, it, it could have been clothing to be donated. It's not necessarily yep. trash. Which means he absolutely just dragged it down to the curb himself. Wow. To make a point. Well, I, you know, I, I, I don't know your father. But <laughs> um, maybe he just forgot and actually, like, you know, th and threw it out with the trash, forgetting, like, oh, shit, those were the toys. A hundred things could have happened. Don't know. Little bit. My mom was pissed because she probably bought us most of the toys. Yeah. That he then disposed of. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff. I'm like, gee, I wonder what happened to that GI Joe. I've been looking for my mask toys for like ten years, and I just have to accept that they're gone somewhere, and I don't remember ever getting rid of them. But I would have found them by now. Yeah. It's the worst you know, feeling ever. Random comics, random stuff. But also, I'm going <clears> to extend <throat> this finding of lost things to the world of pop culture as well so this genie while out looking can find like the missing episodes of Doctor Who <gasps> she could so is find is this genie going to show up just like you know a Google kind of thing like a or does it show up when you know it knows you're looking like is it like a Puff the Magic Dragon or like Pete's Dragon kind of thing it shows up when you need it 
or God, my my Catholic knowledge is failing me. Um, Saint, uh, crap. There's a saint you're supposed to pray to to f- help you find lost things. Um, hmm. and I can't think which one right now. Um, Saint Anthony. Saint Anthony. Jeez, I, I have so many family members mad at me right now for this. <laughs> um, we won't tell them, I promise. But I mean, like could find the Dr. Green ones, could find like Lon Chaney, London After Midnight. You know, mm-hmm. like classic things that have been lost to time. Yep. You know, it is a good question, though. Does the genie just like show up with it? I think, I think the genie wanting to be a good genie um, and also wanting to support uh, genie kind, genie dumb, whatever, would find the most opportune ways to show that she found these lost things. See, like, part of me just gets... People get so mad at the thought of your phone listening to you and suddenly suggesting ads. So if a genie just shows up being like, I sensed you were looking for this. Here's that toy you lost when you were six. People might be like, dude, I was just thinking about it. I didn't actually want it. Like, where am I going to put all this stuff? Okay, so for your personal for personal items for your personal genie, you have to ask. For items that would support... You know, for items that the world would enjoy the genie's very good at marketing and would be like hey it's Comic-Con's there's a Comic-Con panel on the 60th anniversary of this lost Doctor Who episode and she'd be like like guess what I just found okay, and like the crowd would go nuts yep that wins yep sounds good to me <laughs> wish granted uh Lillian uh your second wish okay so you know I'm really liking where we're going with this I've got some weird ones, because then it breaks off its, you know... I don't know, it's weird. Once upon a time, there were a bunch of shows on TV that were like a fever dream. And they were so much fun to watch as a kid. And now I know I'm older, but, you know, Netflix and Amazon Prime just keep pumping out, like, these absolutely terrible shows that... And I've read this, yada yada. But I'm like, you know, there were some really weird, awesome shows in the 90s and early 2000s that I wish they'd carried on with. Yep. And one of the, um, you know, very young, very baby Ryan Gosling was in this show where these kids went to school on a cruise line. Um, and I loved that show. Breaker hmm. High was fantastic. And it was the about different cultures but it was just so much it was it was so much fun um and so when i think of shows like that from my childhood or when i think of you know they're goofy but they're fun and not as serious but at the same time i'm like i miss shows that didn't try so hard to be edgy or to be cool or to be anything like mm-hmm. but i would i would just bring back all those ridiculous shows that you know, what was this? There was this Australian one about these kids in a band, and it was a ridiculous and so dumb. Uh, huh? No, S Club is a band, and I love them more than anything. S Club is the best thing on the planet. But, uh, you know, just kind of like that, I think I'd bring back, if I could ask the genie, if we could just bring back TV that was not now, 
not nowadays. I mean, I know that there's more money, but Netflix just took a huge dive in with losses, I understand. And I know, but I feel like we're just trying too hard. Or maybe I could just wish that people's expectations weren't as big and they could be allowed to make things that were just dumb. That's another thing. Does the genie have the ability to influence people? I know there's the normal rules, but you can't kill people and make them fall in love. But could we kind of wiggle with people's expectations so that we wouldn't get so many stupid things out there? <laughs> um, no, because because ah. the, the this genie is not that powerful. Um, so it's like the genie of the ring, not the genie of the lamp. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we got a ring genie. So like, it's yep. I'm bringing back Breaker High. All right. Um. Just because Ryan Gosling was so cute, but <laughs> so <laughs> it's just I know I'm old now. So that your wish is for uh, at least five or six more seasons of Breaker High. So is it specifically Breaker High? Specifically, those shows in that era, the late '90s. You know, if they only got one season, I want at least four or five more. Okay. Your wish is granted. Yay for all the cheesy television! Um. <laughs> all right, so. Number, my second wish. Um, all right, pretty straightforward. I don't want them to cancel Star Trek Enterprise. So this is <gasps> the one that got the last Star Trek series by Rick Berman and them guys. It, you know, canceled two thousand five. I want. I wish it had went its intended seven seasons. Because I really think if that show hadn't been cancelled, it would have changed the franchise, potentially for the better. Um, Because I I especially think in that last season, season four, um, they were really, like, they were really uh, hitting it on, hitting a good stride. Um, They were doing good things with that show, and I just think had they not been cancelled, it would have just gotten better. It would have improved. And, you know, because I know, like, um, uh, trying to think of Manny Cotto and, uh, you know, different writers and and, uh, showrunners and stuff that were coming through in that last season, if they had been given a few more years to, you know, get their, um, you know, their, their take on the franchise... I, th- I think it could have kept going. Like, I, I, I think we wouldn't have had, like, that dormancy period of, you know, 2005 to 2017 where there was no start new Star Trek on television. And, you know, we you could have still had the J.J. Abrams movies, but I'd like to think that maybe, you know, had Star Trek continued on TV, maybe we would have got, you know, they would have asked Rick Berman to make another Star Trek movie. Uh, and maybe we would have got another TNG movie or, or, you know, maybe a Voyager movie. I don't know. Something like that. But I just I just think it would have been best had Enterprise not been cancelled in Season 4. Just, like I said, because, it, you know, like they were doing good things and, and going good places and it, it was really finding itself as a series. And then, uh, you know, the whole franchise suffered because of the cancellation, unfortunately. Anyway, that that's my second wish. We approve. Excellent. Yep. <laughs> um, all right, Kevin, 
This is your third and final wish for this round of the Pop Culture Genie. <laughs> okay. The Genie will ensure that no geek has to be by themselves when they want to enjoy something with another person. Nice. So whether it's you don't want to go to a movie by yourself, watch a TV show by yourself, or you just want to have someone to listen while you give your fan theories or rant or rave or just are excited and animated about something. The genie can be there in theater, on the couch, whatever, to give each geek, if you're alone, someone to experience something fun with. Excellent. This is in a non-sexual, non-romantic way. Genie, <laughs> genie won't go that far with things. <clears throat> but just like, so you, so when something happens in a show or a movie, you have someone you can turn to and have them look back at you and go, I know, it's awesome, isn't it? <laughs> okay, so a couple questions. So it's just if you want somebody there with you. Just if you want someone, just if you don't okay. have anyone else. Yep. And is it a random person, or is it somebody that you would know? No, it's the genie as the genie. Oh. The genie's just going to hang out with you for, you know, two okay. hours movie or whatever. Gotcha. But the, but the, but the genie and, and all her, her genie wisdom is right there with you in fandom. Like, if there was other movies or TV shows, the genie's watched them and is aware of them through her magic. You know, whatever whatever's gone on beforehand the genie's up to speed so when you know Cap picks up the ham or something like that the genie can be out there you know right there next to you like hitting your arm going oh my god that's so cool you know just so you got yeah. someone to have the moment I love with. this <laughs> remember um, times I wish I could squeal at someone or have someone day shared my chaotic excitement it's handy yeah. thought of a genie showing up being like I got you can can you also ask the genie questions? Like, say you're watching a movie and you're like, I know that actor from something. And then you can turn to the genie and be like, oh, well, you know, that's so-and-so from uh, from Lost. Oh, okay. okay. You know, would, would she be able to do that too? Okay, questions like that are allowed. Where it's like, you know, a, a, a quick question. Where do I know that actor from? Oh, you know that actor from this movie show, whatever. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you, Dini. Questions like that are fine. However, any questions like, who's that guy? What's he doing? What's going on? Dini, mm. I'm watching the same movie you are. Just shut up and let the movie happen, and we'll both learn. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. No, that's a good one. Uh, all right. Your wish is granted. Uh, Lillian. What is your third and right. final wish for this episode? So this one is weird because I think we had like our gracious like fix all the bad movies uh, wish. My selfish I want all my 90s shows back wish. And then now this is a different one. So when you had said recasting I immediately, my brain jumped to whitewashing and disability. So I'm like, okay Genie, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to fix Hollywood. Oh jeez. Okay, so we are going to ensure, we're going to do the wibbly-wobbly thing again and go back and forwards in time and make sure that unless there is a valid reason, like we don't care if Hermione Granger is white or black, that's not the same thing because in the book it's really whatever. 
But if a character is specifically listed as Asian or disabled, that the actor who plays them is either that ethnicity or has that type of a disability, whether it's, you know, if they're in a wheelchair, they're actually like a wheelchair user, or mm -hmm. if they are autistic, they're actually autistic, uh, kind of things like that. Or they have someone on set to make sure that they can advocate for the actor as they're doing it. It's funny because I was thinking of the movie I Am Sam the other day, and it was such a good movie. But nowadays, like, there was someone ranting about it on, the, on some social media platform, and I'm like, I remember Sean Penn getting, like, praised for his display of this disabled father. Yep. And there's no way you would ever, like, nowadays there'd be that discussion about whether or not there was someone who was actually that level of disabled who could play that. And I don't think that's the same thing. It wouldn't have the same draw as Sean Penn would have, you know? So there has to yeah. be a line. Like, there's no issue with an actor offering representation of a certain type of role, I think, in some places. Um, just because in many situations I think that having an actually disabled person who's overstimulated like that might be really negative on a film set like but it's that whole trying right testing yep. it out there's I mean Anthony Hopkins is autistic and honestly he's amazing and it's something where I think the more we talk about it the more it becomes less of a oh wow you're so brave or amazing for being in this world when it's like no brains are capable brains are wonderful you know mm -hmm. same with different disabilities um, and so I would use the genie to do that just so we don't have to constantly have these arguments in Hollywood and it's really annoying um, I mean especially when you think of like Doctor Strange and you think you know yay she did a great role but at the same time so many issues so. alright what, what is Kevin humming about well I mean one, you know, you, you mentioned Asian for it, and you were you were getting rid of classic Asian portrayals from people like Mickey Rooney and mm. John Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think there needs to be within reason. Like the thing is, culturally, like we understand that back in the day, that was there were certain things that were not allowed, um, and we recognize that John Wayne playing some. You know, it's just that the, there's certain things that would definitely have to be a tribunal to discuss certain. Um, things just because it's not offensive, it's just the times, like it is what it is, right? Yeah, I mean, would I go back and remove all of the black washing or blackface or anything like that when it was culturally a negative thing? Yes, um, one of my favorite movies has someone who, um, is he grows up in the circus, and in the circus, they wore blackface as part of this skit that they did. Um, and it was very much something that actually happened during the time. So it wasn't, it's not, the, it, in my brain it was always the thing, but they were portraying a story of this, this you know, situation that happened. So I think that would be a little different because the intent there, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, there's got to be, in intent matters. Intent is valid. So I don't think John Wayne was ever, would ever have meant to have done anything <laughs> untoward in that case. Oh, oh no, I mean, it, they... It those roles look terrible now looking yeah. back it's like crazy. I think it's things where you at the same time like now, when you look at movies like um, you know the Airbender movie where it's just it just doesn't match yeah it's weird absolutely yep completely it's, agree it's the it's the autism one that trips me up but then you made a good point too um like I I am Sam. I don't think you could get away with now. And then, what was the movie? The other sister, I think. Yeah, with um, 
Cameron Diaz one? Yeah. yeah. And why do I... I want to say, like, Giovanni Ribisi played the boyfriend, too. Yeah. Um, and who was the... It, it, who... I don't remember who played the girl, though. Um, but it was like... Even the trailer was like, really... I, I don't know that we should be doing oh, this. Oh my gosh, I know the movie you mean! Oh! Okay... I remember that one. That was um. Oh, she played all of the the. That was um Juliette Lewis. Juliette I was gonna Lewis. say. Yeah. Juliette, yeah. Juliette yeah. Lewis played in a lot of movies where she she had some form of a uh, uh, disability or some form of something. I mean, I remember when that movie came out, and I was like, "Whoa, this opens a lot of doors to conversations that we aren't normally comfortable having." Yeah. Right, and I. I because I think everyone's heart was in the right place for it. Yeah. You know, because, like you're saying, intent goes a long way for it as well. Um, not that it's ever given a label, but, like, Forrest Gump is clearly on the spectrum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Way, you know? Yeah. Um, on Big Bang Theory is clearly on spectrum in some way. But it's never given a label. And then you also don't have the actors necessarily on the spectrum as well however maybe they are though like the anthony hopkins example there's plenty of actors that don't you know they're not coming out there like waving a flag and announcing it with every press conference but they are because it's a spectrum there's so many different ways that this manifests and comes out of people mm-hmm. and there's so many that you, you know you wouldn't know so i think and especially something like acting which involves repeating the same lines all the time and a certain amount of dedication and discipline I bet there's a lot more than we realize well and I, I read an interesting article where it talked about in Hollywood where and I'm going to use air quotes going disabled is seen as a surefire path it, literally the quote is is seen as a surefire path to an award season yeah. uh, because if you think of these characters who they end up whether it's you know they're in battle and they lose a, a, a foot or they lose a body part or they overcome a mental disability it's always seen as something that is inspiring right um and unfortunately hollywood also has a way of making it so that there's this stigma that if you have a disability the goal in life is to be inspirational or is to overcome it or it is something that is meant to be you know this just it's weird it's weird what film and television can enact in our personal lives and how we feel about ourselves mm-hmm. um and well, i think if i mean we don't have to i can understand a lot of it like intent is a thing so it's not something that i'd ever wish the genie to become a like a strict black and white or on kind of thing i think it would just be to help in those moments where you could have thought of using someone who had, say, a disability or had some form of, you know, what with when it comes to ethnicity, just opening that door to just being open to that, right? And so that it's less of that feeling like we have where Hollywood is very shut to that. Yeah, um, it, you're absolutely right with the Ward one. Look at uh, Claire Danes playing Temple Grade and, and yeah. getting nominated or winning all sorts of awards for it. And you know, should see him coming. There's also there's God, I, I will not remember it and it's gonna take me too long to look it up or else I'd Google it quick. But there is a I forget if he won Best Actor or Best Supporting Actor, but this guy only did one movie. He was a World War Two vet who was injured 
and he's playing a vet who is injured in the movie. So he's really just playing himself, but he still <laughs> won an Oscar for this role. To just Which be, is amazing. You know, he's inspiring because he yep. was a disabled war vet. He's mm. really just played himself, though, for it. Um, how about the genie? And, and, and I, I'm not purposely bringing this back to the first one. But the difference between the World War Z book and the World War Z movie, and I like them both for what they are, but the movie should have had a different name. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, a point was made there. I forget what the guy's called. The eighth man in the room, the ninth man in the room, whatever. But the idea of no matter how ridiculous the idea, I'm going to, pers- I'm the person who has to pursue that idea to see if there's anything to it. So the genie needs to be like the extra person in the room to just be the extra person and go, hey, guys, have we really thought about how this yes. is going to look? So the genie could be on? the movie conscious to be like, yeah. have you thought about this? Or, you know, here's a list of other people that you could consider just to say that you did because, you know, it's going to appear like you didn't or you put no thought into this. So, again, it really goes back to my first wish where they need to have a break. <laughs> yep. Just like perp, like permanently pinched in the bridge of her nose, like, hey, does anyone else see this but me? Am I going crazy, or is this like the elephant <laughs> in the room? So that pretty much is that. That's a first, yeah. That's that's where I wish the genie would do that essentially, like go back in time and just offer little tidbits, be the little Jiminy Cricket kind of thing, and say, you know, this probably isn't a wise idea. Like, yeah. She's been around so long, she's untouchable. She can be the person in the room. Everyone else is too quiet to bring it up because they don't want to get fired. But she's yeah. like, listen, I've been here forever. No one's going to fire me. So, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, all right. Well, uh, I'm going to have to say your wish is granted, Lillian. Woo! I am just doing great things for pop culture tonight. Oh! All right, so my third and final wish is something that actually Kevin and I were... It, it was something I was I mentioned last episode when we did Geek Follow. Um, I want the, the pop culture genie to reset specialty TV channels to their original intended uh-huh. specialty. Oh my goodness. So, for example, A&E discusses arts and entertainment. Not hoarding or true crime programs. Sci-Fi Channel shows science fiction shows and movies we care about in the science fiction genre. Not Castle, not um, Elementary, um, but true science fiction. And TLC, the Learning Channel, is about learning programs. Not about Honey Boo Boo, not about toddlers and tiaras, not about the Duggars or the 90 Day Fiance, but actually programs that you can learn things from. Um, again, you know, uh, because my wife um, likes to watch CMT, not for the country music content, because there is no country music content on it, even though it's called country music television. Um, but she watches it because it's got um, uh, Three's Company. She was watching Everyone Loves Raymond tonight on it. Um, uh, what else is on there? Like I know, I know they show um, uh, King of Queens and The Office and all these other shows, and it's like 
No, this channel, if, if we reset it to its original intended purpose, it would be showing country music uh, videos and related programming, like documentaries about country music stars. Not Everybody Loves Raymond. So that is my wish, that these specialty channels go back to their original intended specialty. Otherwise, just don't, don't call them that anymore. You know, like, rename it. Do something else. But I know it's a licensing thing. Um, so I, 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 like, I don't know. Like, I just, I just wish we would go back to that. Like, music, uh, you know, MTV, music television, would be so nice if there was actually music on it. Or, or much music. You know, uh, instead of, yeah, like uh, we were mentioning last week, uh, we, you know, ridiculousness, like airs nonstop on MTV. You know, like, I, I just want to watch music television. Uh, you know, I, I want things to be like they used to be back in the 80s and 90s when these channels were new. And and this was like a, a new thing. Um, like when sci-fi was dedicated to sci-fi. Yeah, like, I, I, I find the only specialty channels that are still, like, to their specialty is um, sports channels, obviously. Yeah. And uh, news channels, you know, like you, you know, CNN is still reporting the news, or their version of the news, depending on how you, how you feel about it. But um, you know, they are still report, you know, making stories and reporting stuff. Um, and that's kind of it. Like every other specialty channel is kind of given up. Um, and I, I just, I just wish they would go back to the way they were. So, do you, what do you guys think? Do you think this is a wish-granting wish? I think it is. I think it's fantastic. I think it is. And, and it's funny, because we were talking about it last week. Um, the I'm friends with them, the Wizards podcast, that they're rereading Wizard Magazine in order, mm -hmm. and talking to a lot of like uh, people that worked on the magazine, and comics writers and artists. Excellent. They just they just this week um, someone sent them a clip of the anti-gravity room oh I love anti-gravity room yep and the host is like what is this they're like it's like wizards the TV show I go yeah in a way it, it was yep so then everyone's like everyone was exposing them to uh, more anti-gravity room clips that you know see they're on YouTube and then the sci-fi buzz yep uh, show as well I'm like, these were amazing shows at the time when that channel mattered. Yep. Yeah, and there was uh, there was another one. Oh, I think, I want to say it was called Sci-Fi Universe. I know there was a magazine called Sci-Fi Universe, but there was a show on, uh, it was only like one season on Sci-Fi where it was a guy that would like interview people. Like, I remember the one episode they had J. Michael Straczynski and Harlan Ellison on and they were talking to them about a topic of, you know, whatever. And, like, Bill Moomy and Mir Furlan were on for an episode. And and they would just have, like, this table discussion. I, I forget what it's called, but it was really good. I, I really liked that show. And they used to have Sci-Fi Trader, where it was, like, um, what uh, whatever you call it, like, the shopping channel, but it was, like, a science fiction. It was, like, you know... Oh, would, my God, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they would have like it. It would like the new episode would air Sunday, 
and then usually they would have, you know, like stuff you couldn't get normally. Um, and they would, you know, interview either like the writer of the book that they were selling or, you know, like for example, like one episode they had James Doohan. What he did is the, um, the, the Scottish, uh, scarf he wore for an episode of the original series. He actually like cut into pieces and then framed those pieces and like signed them and, you know, with a, you know, so basically he got like this little framed picture with this piece of this costume that Scotty wore in the original Star Trek and you could own it. Like they used to do stuff like that, which was really awesome. I, I you know, but I, I, I liked it for the interviews. Um, yeah, it was called Sci-Fi Trader. And, you know, like those type of programs, like, you know, like uh, the Space Channel in Canada used to have Inner Space, which... I want to say ran till like 2018 or 2019 before it finally got canceled, and that was a good show. You know, it was kind of like Sci-Fi Buzz, um, but you know, a Canadian version of it. And um, what, what else? Oh, they, and, you know, back in the 90s, uh, Space Channel used to have this guy called the—I think he was called the Conspiracy Guy, where you know, it was like for like a minute or two you know, between shows or whatever, he would go on, like, this conspiracy rant, and he'd be, like, talking to the camera. Like, they'd film him, like, walking down a street in Toronto or whatever, and he'd be just, you know, um, tell, giving you his thoughts on, you know, was, you know, a conspiracy. And I just miss those things. Like, you know, I thought, you know, those were a lot of fun. And, uh, but, you know, now that, that just doesn't exist. Now, you turn to the Space Channel, which is called... It's now called CTV Sci-Fi Channel, and yeah, you watch reruns of Elementary and Castle. Like it, it's like <laughs> what do these have to do with science fiction? You know, aside from Nathan Fillion having been on Firefly. But anyway, um, all right. Well, I guess we can call this an episode of the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. But before we go. Let's play that little game of where we can find you on the internet. Um, for me, you can find me here, but I was gonna, I just wanted to say, uh, Trek 1701 will be back. I know I keep saying that, but everyone's busy. Um, so I think we're shooting for an episode now in August, I want to say, maybe even September, because Ragnar is like super busy right now. Um, so Trek 171 will be back. It's just on a little hiatus right now. Uh, Kevin, where can we find you, sir? Uh, you can find um, me on most social medias at Mass Library. MassLibrary.com is my home blog where I usually, you know, post uh, comics, books, wrestling stuff, whatever. And then as part of the Retro Network, I have a couple columns that I write over there. You can usually just search my name and they'll pop up. And I also do Hellions Talks, which if I can have a guest, I have a guest. If not, then I just talk about, um, I focused on the comics and wrestling, not the overall pop culture that we discuss on here. Excellent. Excellent. Um, and Lillian, yes. where can we find you? So you can find me on Twitter at Talking Squirrel. That's talking without an A. It's a Talking Squirrel. Um, come and say hello sometime. I randomly forget to call on there, and then I remember constantly, you know, the joys of ADHD. 
Uh, so come say hello. Excellent. And I did change that in the show notes where I took out the A at a talking squirrel. Yay! Because I, I, I yeah, I remember. It wasn't until you mentioned it on the on the podcast. I'm like, shit. Here I thought I I spelled it wrong, and here it was right the whole time. Um, <laughs> no, you did amazingly. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you, dear listener, for taking the time to listen to us here at the Pop Culture Pub. And this was our first episode of Pop Culture Genie, but definitely not the last. And we will see you again in the not too distant future.